You should be out with your customers asking great questions of them. What are their problems? What are they trying to solve? How do they describe their circumstance? Do you understand intimately what is the job that they're trying to accomplish? What is the job they're potentially hiring you to solve for them? Hey, what's up, branding experts? Arek here at eBay Design, and welcome to On Branding Podcast. And today, my guest is Scott Jeffrey Miller. And Scott has over 25 years of experience working as a chief marketing officer and executive vice president of business development. So, Scott currently serves as Franklin Covey's senior advisor on thought leadership. And he also hosts On Leadership, which is the world's largest and fastest growing leadership podcast. And Scott also founded the Ignite Your Genius Career Coaching Series. And he also wrote quite a few books, Marketing and Leadership. And his most recent book is Marketing Mass to Brand Success, which is the book right here. And this is the book we are going to talk about on today's podcast. Hello, Scott. Thanks for joining us today. All right. Great to be here. Thanks for the platform. Thank you. So basically, in your book, you present us with 30 challenges that you encountered in your marketing career. And you describe how you dealt with these challenges and uh, what you've learned from them. So as we all know, it's best to learn from the actual experience by following some of your tips. We can prepare for what's coming and don't have to make the same mistakes, right? can be more efficient. So obviously, it's only 30 minutes and there are 30 challenges. So maybe we won't be able to talk about all of them. But at least I would like to discuss the most important ones, right? So maybe I can start off with some of my notes. And then maybe you can add some of yours that are your favorite. So first of all, actually, it's the first uh, it's, it's the first challenge that you describe in your book. It's about the customer stupid, right? As marketers, we need to get close as possible to our customers and be curious and listen to them, right? So can you talk to us a bit about the importance of being customer focused and maybe you can give us some examples? Sure, Alec. So the first challenge is called it's the customer stupid but i'm not calling my reader or your listener stupid it's actually a, yeah. a turn of phrase on a famous u.s political campaign back in 1992 when governor bill clinton ran against president bush the first time and he had a sign on his political operations desk that said it's the economy stupid because that's how they were going to beat the president was based on the economy so this really is about recognizing that most organizations give lip service to putting the customer first, but very few actually have their systems, their structures, their training, their processes, their mission, their compensation aligned to put the customer first. Because it's an easy temptation, Eric, to gravitationally pull towards your own company needs, your mission, your profit, your vision, as opposed to that of your customer's. So the questions that I would be asking most marketers is how often are you speaking about your customers' needs in your meetings? Like literally, what is the percentage of time? Does every mm -hmm. meeting you have involve a focus on understanding the circumstance that your client is in? Not the circumstance your company is in, but the circumstance your client is in. What are the words that they're using? What are the problems that they're trying to solve? I once heard someone say the best salespeople are, aren't those that know their second quarter goal. It's the salesperson that knows their client's second quarter mm -hmm. revenue goal and they're focused and fixated on that. So it's tempting to put your customer second, but through your language, your behaviors, your strategies, make sure every day you're kind of coming back towards your customer. 
Right, right. So uh, there's a lot of talk about, you know, being customer focused, but most of us don't really understand what that means. So as you said, you know, going to those meetings and you give us specific like examples and specific tests to follow, like some tips, like for example, if you go to, as you said, if you go to a meeting, how many times you actually mentioned your customer, how focused are you actually on your customers and their needs and think about them rather than about your objectives and your business goals and stuff like that, right? And I think, uh, so, I think you take it a step further is to make sure that you're using the words your customers are using, right? You might call it leadership, but they call it engagement, or you call it productivity, but they call it something else. And you wanna make sure that you understand how does your client talk about the problem? And then that's how you should be talking about it in your messaging and marketing as well. Right. And this is actually the fourth challenge to speak their language, right? So you can avoid making this mess, as you describe in your book, is all about avoiding marketing mess by being more mindful and using the language that they actually use, as you just mentioned, right? They may use different words or phrases to describe things. And these are not necessarily, you know, the same words that we use as um, marketers, right? So we use some jargon, some shortcuts, acronyms, and so on. And it might not necessarily be the same, you know, that your customer understand the world using these terms. So actually, I have it in my notes. So maybe you can actually judge as a good way of going from this first challenge to this one. So how to be more effective in our communication in general, how to speak their language? Well, first, get out of your office, get out of your home and go out and listen and meet with your customers. I mean, it seems simple, but after 30 years in marketing, you'd be surprised how many people do this. They the higher up they are in the organization, the more they are ensconced in the CEO's office, right, or in their suite. So you should be out with your customers asking great questions of them. What are their problems? What are they trying to solve? How do they describe their circumstance? Do you understand intimately what is the job that they're trying to accomplish? What is the job they're potentially hiring you to solve for them? And the more you understand how they call it, what words they use, then you can actually, like I said before, build your messaging around that. You know, the famous marketing expert Donald Miller, based out of Nashville, Tennessee, wrote a series of famous mm -hmm. books, including Building a Story Brand. He's one of the right. top marketing, you know, I think consultants in the world. And he says, most people's marketing messaging is like a cat chasing a rat in a wind chime factory. There's so much noise and confusion going on, and you want to make sure that you're using the simplest possible words to describe what it is you do, the problems you solve, but absolutely do it in a way that your clients can relate to it. And the way to do that is to be out listening with them, understanding how do they see the problem? How do they see your solution? And is everything you're doing in terms of how you train your staff, how you message with your sales team, your website, your email, your social media, whatever your marketing mix is, all of that should be speaking in the same language that your customers are thinking and speaking in. Not the language that you use in your company and your acronyms and your shortcuts, but the way the client talks about it. Now, we are going to take a quick break here, but we'll be right back. Listen, my mission is to help people design iconic brands. So whether you are a business leader who wants to be more intentional with branding and all of its aspects, or you're a creative professional who wants to attract powerful clients and truly be able to help them succeed with branding, then you need to start with a discovery session in order to develop a strategy that will inform all of your creative work. And everything that you need to learn how to do that, you can find in my online courses at ebigdesign.com 
slash shop where I share with you my worksheets, case studies, video tutorials, and other additional resources to help you feel safe and strong about your process. Now let's get back to our interview. Mm -hmm. That's a great explanation. And I like the fact that you refer to Seth Godin, Donald Miller, right? Your book is basically like a summary of- It of, is, it's of, a collection of, of, of a lot of genius from a lot of other people, but I give them credit. <laughs> Right. And you, yeah, you do. And you actually recommend to, you know, if you want to dive deeper to check out these books, right? Donald Miller's book, Story Brand, or This is Marketing by Seth Godin. You actually talk about that in your book, you know? So, yeah, it is like a collection. Okay. So my key takeaways from this challenge, you know, speak their language. So you need to ensure that you're calling it as it is also what they're calling it. So, you know, because if you're using some jargon and some nomenclature, some shortcuts, acronyms, they may not actually understand, right? So you were talking about actually you need to go out there, get out of your office and go to talk to your potential customers, right? So you give us a specific tips and how to do this. And you even give us in this book, like specific scripts, you know, like if you want to go on LinkedIn and find your potential customers and ask them for 15 minutes of their time, you actually give us specific scripts that we can use in our reach out, you know, how to approach them so that we can actually figure out their language and figure out, you know, how they describe the things so we can be more effective in our communication, right? Some other challenges that I found really interesting is about, for example, friending your competition, which is another great tip, right? Which is challenge number 15. So here you explain why it's, it's not about exploiting our competitors and trash talking them and seeing, you know, them as, as an enemy and talking bad about them now it's more about you know because we have this transparency and we have access to everything to the internet you cannot really hide much so now it's more about connecting with them and it's about building those mutually beneficial relationships right so can you talk to us a bit about that about making friends with our competitors Arik, i'm delighted you picked this challenge number 15 friend your competition it requires a different mindset a different belief system where no longer do you view your competition as your enemy. Competition is good because they're helping to build the marketplace. They're helping to communicate to your clients that there are solutions out there and it also gives you something to sell against. But the days of trash talking your competition are over. You have to be able to speak to how your product, your solution, your service stands on its own without respect to the competition. But you can learn so much from your competition because they aren't exactly your competitor for every product. If they are, that's a miracle, right? They're, they have a certain expertise, you have a certain expertise, but the world's getting smaller. Between acquisitions and mergers and alliances and partnerships, the likelihood that you're gonna come across some kind of association with your competition is highly likely. It's nothing less with potentially working together with a client or perhaps them buying you or you buying them. So it's important to have good relationships with your competition. But it's also important to friend them because you never know when you might go to work for them or you might hire someone away from them or your client asks you, we're already working with this company, we're thinking of adding you into the mix, how do you complement them well? How do you actually integrate well with this other competition? Also, there's so much to be learned from them. I think you can go to lunch or breakfast with your competition, the other salesperson, the other owner, their founder, and share, ask, what are they struggling with? What are you struggling with? What is their sweet spot? How do they see their expertise? Without sharing your secrets, I don't mean to be Pollyanna or naive, right? There's obviously things you would never share, but I think there's only upside to understanding what it is they're doing well. 
not in a way that's mm-hmm. manipulative or surreptitious, but to really understand where you can and cannot compete with them. You might learn a lot around what are their weaknesses and where can you double down to build your brand or your expertise. I just think generally speaking, the days of clients wanting you to position your product against someone else, those days are over, right? People are strong enough to realize everyone's got something to add, some value to Mm -hmm. add. I just don't want to be seen as selling my product based on the weaknesses of someone else's. That left, that passed a decade ago. Stop doing that if you're still doing that. Right. So that's great. So we've covered that. Another thing, and maybe you can also talk about your favorite challenges that you wanted to discuss. But my last one on my list here is to talk about developing storytelling craft, right? So so first you identify your audience and what you want to tell them. What's the moral of your story? Because if there is no moral of the story, maybe you shouldn't tell that story, right? So storytelling is important. A lot of people talk about storytelling, but what drives the story is actually a good question or a problem that we start with, right? And we answer it at the end. So, and here we talk about Nancy Duarte's uh, TED talk to learn more about storytelling. You know, here we can also mention, you know, Donald Miller and stuff like that. So what's your take on that? Why storytelling is so important when it comes to marketing? Well, the best communicators are the best storytellers. Whether you're developing a postcard or a website or a trade show booth, whether you're writing an email or a social media post or giving a speech at a conference or a trade show, you're telling a story. It might, you might be telling a story in three sentences or in a picture. You need to understand what story are you telling? Are you telling your story or are you telling the client's story? If you're telling your story, then the client needs to be able to see themselves in your story. If you're telling their story, they automatically can see themselves and their story. I think too many marketers and entrepreneurs tell the story of their journey, how you got started, why you were passionate, why you built the business. I don't really care. I don't really care about your story. I care about my story and how you're going to help me solve my problem so my story becomes better. So never forget that you're in this storytelling business, even if it's three lines. And look at your website. Are you telling your story or are you describing a story that your potential client, your prospect, can find and identify themselves in. It really requires mm-hmm. you to completely change your mindset. I mean, maybe nobody, maybe you care about your grandfather's, you know, Polish recipe for some kind of dish, but does your client care about that? Maybe your client cares about what their grandfather did. You get the point is when you're telling stories, there has to be a moral, there has to be a resolution, probably some kind of conflict but you want to make sure you do it in a way that your client cares, not just you care. Mm-hmm. And this is really can be eye-opening for some of us, uh, right? So it was definitely for me when I first, you know, read like Donald Miller's book, uh, for example. So yeah, it's definitely about, you know, our clients, our customers, even if we talk about ourselves a little bit, they need to see, you know, how they fit into that story. You know, we need to make them hero. They are the hero, not so our brand is not the hero. Our brand brand is, you know, someone who helps the hero to overcome some obstacles or some problems, depending on, of course, what we do, what kind of service or product is this. But yeah, ultimately, it's all about them, as you said, otherwise they won't care, right? So yeah, so these, these are some of the ones that I was particularly interested in. But how about you? You know, what do you think? Like, what feedback are you getting? Do you want to talk about any specific challenge out of those 30 in your book? Sure. 
Thanks for asking, Ark. Uh, challenge 22. I call it build lists that matter. You know, there used to be conventional wisdom in marketing was that your strategies were sort of one third combined, focused on your creative, one third mm-hmm. around your offer, and one third around the list. Kind of a third, a third, and a third, right? How good was your database? How good was your marketing messaging? And how attractive was the offer? Buy one, get one free kind of thing. And I think it's changed a lot. I think I'd say if I wanted to modify that mixture, I'd probably say it's like two thirds your list and one third a combination collectively of your creative and your offer. Because you can have the best possible website and the best direct mail piece and the best commercial with the most compelling offer, 80% off or whatever it is. But if you're not messaging it to the right people, you're just like sort of spitting in a hurricane. And so Mm -hmm. this is something important for marketers to remember because most of us as marketing, we're usually creative types. We're right brains, right? We We love the creative aspect of marketing and we spend so much time there. When building your list, building your target market is the least rewarding aspect, right? It's the most tedious part. And so I would argue to all marketers, be very deliberate and thoughtful around how much of your time is spent doing what you enjoy doing, what you want to do versus what needs to be done. I don't know if you're in the restaurant business or the flower business or you sell dentures or hearing aids or you're a realtor, you need to make sure you're building accurate lists, target markets, because most lists atrophy about one third every year. So at the end of three years, your list is obsolete. And now post pandemic, very few people are working at the mailing address or even the email address they might've been a year and a half ago. So be very thoughtful around how much time you're spending curating accurate databases to make sure all that marketing effort hits the right person at the right time. Mm-hmm. So it needs to be very targeted. I just wanted to show you guys what to expect from the book. This is how you structure the book. So basically we have these challenges and then we have a few pages, you know, where, where you dive deep into those challenges. And for you guys who want to check off, obviously I'm going to include the link in the description box. But you know, uh, if you're a, if you're a busy entrepreneur or marketer, this book is great because you can take it as a challenge basically and read like one challenge every day, right? It's going to take you a few minutes. So, you know, we have 30 days in a month, so you can just consume it like that, right? You can jump from one challenge to another, whatever finds you interesting. So that's what I really like about this book, that you structure that in this way. Obviously, there is a flow and all those things are connected, but you can also take it, you know, one challenge at a time, right? All right, Um, thank you. The the first book in the series was actually Management Mess to Leadership Success and then Marketing Mess to Brand Success. And I have more coming out in the future, job mess to career success, communication mess to influence success. So I basically have taken my entire career and I've talked openly about the major mistakes that I made or saw others make and then have written these stories and insights to help the reader avoid making the same mistakes that everybody's made and that that will launch you into a better marketing career. Right. That's great. That's great approach. And so yeah, new books are coming. This is the most recent one. So I'm going to include the link in the description for you guys who want to check it out. 
We've talked a little bit about some of these challenges and you know if you want to dive deep then I recommend you check out the book. So as we are approaching the end of our interview do you have you know how we can get in contact with you for people who want to learn more from you or work with you? Sure. Um, perhaps a website, social media. Thanks, Ark. You can find me on every social media platform, LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can follow me um, at my website and visit that, scottjeffreymiller.com. Um, all of my podcast episodes, my Inc. magazine columns are there, all the books, everything is there at scottjeffreymiller.com. And you can buy all the books that I've authored on every major website, book retailer, Amazon, you name it. Yeah, that's awesome. And you also host of uh, On Leadership Podcast, which is the name is, you know, my name is On Branding. Your yes, name is On Leadership. Right, right, right. Uh, it's a great name. Thank you, sir. So, yeah, thank you very much. I'm going to include those links in the description to your website, to your books and to your social media. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate that. All right. Thank you. Thank you for the spotlight. Thank you.